What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a fantastic episode today. Dr. Joyce Knudsen. She is a distinguished image professional, radio personality, and the best-selling author of 10 books. She is the founder of the Image Maker Inc. Communication Group, which helps individuals craft and hone their professional and personal brands. How are you today, Dr. Joyce? I'm doing great, John. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. I am so glad that you are coming on today because we're going to talk about a very important topic. But I also want to give a shout out to Winnie Sun. It is through her tweet chat community that you and I connected. And I've been so grateful for all the wonderful content that you're sharing on social media. It's my pleasure, and I love Winnie, so we have that in common. Absolutely, likewise. So, Dr. Joyce, I only gave a little brief intro. You've had quite the career. Tell us a little bit about yourself and share what is your big why. Well, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been around a long time, so how long is the show? (laughs) Basically, I uh, was born to a family of nine, Mm -hmm. and uh, I set four brothers and three sisters. Oh, wow. Uh, and, Where do you uh, fall in the uh, order of siblings? I follow. I am the first girl Okay. Af- after a brother four years older and, and two years younger, but he's no longer wow. with us. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, it sounds like you had quite a wonderful family growing up. I, I would say they did the best they could. Yeah. So what was that like? You grew up with nine siblings and... Early on, did you know what it is you wanted to do in life? Well, I kind of found out what I wanted to do early on because I became the mother of my four younger brothers and sisters. Okay. They didn't even see my parents very much because Mm -hmm. I was the the first girl. So, you know, the other two guys aren't going to do anything. So I basically brought them up, cooked for them, did everything that they needed done. And I became quite the nurturer at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And then uh, talk a little bit about your professional journey. What did you see yourself becoming as you were taking on the duties of of caregiver to your siblings? Well, I I knew at that point my mindset was is you can't do anything if you're sitting still. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have to do something with your life. And I love taking care of children because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And so I first went to school to become a nursery school teacher. And a funny story is that my husband asked me to marry him when I had already paid for rent in an apartment in Chicago with three other girlfriends because we were going to move away. Okay. And I never went because I got married. Oh, so really, (laughs) actually, Dr. Joyce, I mean, you were celebrating how many years with your husband now? This year, 50 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. That is amazing. A lot because of him, because he's just a wonderful guy. I call him Mr. Wonderful. (laughs) That's great. I I love it. And I mean, what a a testament to an incredible marriage. So you didn't end up moving to Chicago in this apartment. You got married. So fill in the gaps. What happened after that? 
Well, I knew that I had received a job as a director of a nursery school after the education that I had in that area of expertise. And I loved it, but I couldn't do it because I got married. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, um, I... I'd like to start modeling. I'd like to do something with modeling. Okay. So I did voiceovers and I did specialty modeling. I did uh, television commercials, voiceovers, and I really, I got the bug. I really, really enjoyed it. And so I kept on that route and from modeling, where would you go? You go into image consulting because image consulting is somewhere where you can help other people to look and feel their best. And I'm curious, though. I mean, that is a sharp left turn. How did you go from you know, studying to become a nursery school teacher into modeling? That's a really good question. I can't, I'm not sure I could answer it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I loved children, but I also loved clothes. Ah. I also loved the, the whole glamour thing mm-hmm. uh, of looking good. And because when you go out on photo shoots, I mean, you look good. They fix you up. They right. put your makeup on. I kind of like the feeling of all that. It was sort of my turn because I had given my cho- my brothers and sisters their turn. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I jumped into it. I, I knew that was that where I wanted to go prior to having to take care of them. I knew that's where I wanted to go. I always knew that that was my passion. Oh, I love it. And then uh, talk a little bit about uh, how that blossomed. You've done television, you've done radio, and now, and you've written books. I mean, how did all of that uh, develop out of that first foray into being an image and being a brand? I think I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly why I do everything I do. But what happens is, is when you're a model and you've got the, you know, the physique, the look to do all of that, uh, you are asked to be on several things. That's why people don't understand how personal appearance and professional presence is so important. Absolutely. And so I'm a good person to do it because I try to set an example for somebody who doesn't have to look their age ever and doesn't have to stop working ever because there's so much, only so much time in life that we have. And I wanted to use my time in a productive yet fun way. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. And today, Dr. Joyce, you have developed quite a a brand and quite a following on social media. So I would like you to share with our listeners, how did you get into social media and what did you discover along the way? That's good questions. Uh, I discovered social media after having a kidney stone the size of New Jersey living behind my bladder and I had to have surgery Mm -hmm. and for a year in 2009 I couldn't get off the couch yeah uh, because it hurt Uh, so I decided well what's the next big thing what's the next big thing you asked me what the next what what my why was I I will I will answer that Uh, but the the big thing was social media at that time. And what I'm so curious because what gave you that inkling back in 2009? Well, I love people. Yes. And I'm homebound because of vision challenges. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to sit around feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to do something. I'm going to help people all over the world. What a great feeling. Because that's what I do. And so social media, it's changed a lot since uh, Twitter changed from the 120 
what was it, 120 20 characters? To, yeah, to yeah, to uh, 280. Mm-hmm. Because now it's become a free for all for people to have these tribes. They mm-hmm. call them tribes, and they're they're sending something talking about one subject that has nothing to do with anything. There's no mm-hmm. content to it. Just hello, how are you doing today? Back and forth with 50 people. Mm-hmm. That's I don't think what social media was supposed to be about. At least Twitter. Mm-hmm. I thought that. What I did is something most people don't do. Anything I do, John, I do it with research. Mm -hmm. So I researched for about a month. How should I be on Twitter? Okay. What should my bio be? How should, what picture should I use? What should I be tweeting about? How will I interact with the people? What will be my sort of, Thing, you know, what is Joyce's <laughs> thing going to be like on Twitter? And I tell you the truth, I didn't think I would be accepted the way that I have been. I'm uh-huh. almost to 1.2 million at this oh, point. Amazing. amazing. And so, but that's because people have liked my tweets and they have sent me direct messages. Well, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about social media etiquette a little bit later, but I, right now I'm so curious. So was Twitter your your first social media platform that you got onto? I had been on Facebook because my daughter is there. Okay. And therefore my granddaughter is there. Right. And I wanted to, so I connected with family. I really am not a big Facebook user. I, I don't really even like the Facebook Live, although I'm on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel that Twitter and LinkedIn yes. were the two I needed to concentrate on if I have a business. Oh, that's great. I mean, especially LinkedIn, because I think now people are coming around to recognizing that LinkedIn is such a great opportunity. But the fact that you saw that early on, I think, is is pretty incredible. So, Dr. Joyce, I got to ask you, what was it like to post your first tweet? It was easy for me because what I did was I put in a Word document tweets I wanted to tweet out. Mm-hmm. I had like 10 of them. Okay. And they were content. I put an article I read and said that you might enjoy this too. And because I decided early on I was going to be a content person. I was mm-hmm. going to be I was going to be funny because at one point I had silly Saturdays, but I didn't have time to work it. Right. Because it's just it was too much taking up too much of my time. So I just put on a separate separate word document, sort of like I do for the Winnie chats. I have I have the answers ready and then I just go copy and paste them. So that's what I did. I I prepare for everything way ahead of time. Oh, that's great. And I have found that to serve me well. And you just shared, I think, a great tip with our listeners. I mean, write it out ahead of time, plan it ahead of time. I think that's great, especially if you're developing content. And I am curious, when did you start getting involved in communities like the Winnie Sun Tweet Chat? From the beginning, I met Winnie probably the same time you met Winnie. She was somebody who followed me, and she was so cute. She called me, and she said, I'm going to stalk you. Because <laughs> I, I had like 50,000 people at the time. I don't right. remember. It was a high number. And uh, we become very good friends, and we met in Chicago, and she's just lovely, big hugs. Uh, and I know that you're very close with her, too, mm-hmm. so... That makes me want to get you to know you better because I know what kind of a – I know where she comes from. She comes from a really good place with a really big heart. 
And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that the relationships that you forge over Twitter can really, really develop offline as well. And I think that's something that a lot of people may not realize. So, so Dr. Joyce, that leads me into our next subject, which I really am excited to talk to you about. For people who haven't really embraced social media yet, and, and I have, I know people who some are very, very heavy into it. Others are very skittish about it. What do you think are some good basic practices or etiquette to follow when you're starting out on social media? Well, you need to have common sense, first of all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't send out what I call a mean tweet. Right. (laughs) Uh, Somebody said to me, who do you think you are? You've got all these followers. Yesterday, just yesterday. Oh, really? uh, And I thought, and I just right away blocked them because I don't need this in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I decided to do was I'm writing a little booklet on, on the etiquette of social sites and really just treat everybody like family if you love them if you don't love them don't treat them like family (laughs) but treat them like family just you're not going to make a lot of quote-unquote friends on the social sites you can make some good friends Mm -hmm. and i hope that we get to meet john Mm -hmm. but there's just really a lot of people on twitter that just get on They don't even think about what they're going to be saying when they get on, who they're going to be, what their message is going to be. And as an academic, I wanted to put, I didn't want people to think, oh, PhD, uh, you know, that's, we don't want to talk to her. So I wanted to be cute and funny about it. At the same time, give content. Right. And my big thing is soft skills. So one of the soft skills is respect and dignity and all of these things that we deserve and we shouldn't accept anything less. Yeah. And same thing for email etiquette too. Social media etiquette involves many things. One of them is DMs. Mm-hmm. I have very so, clear... Uh, actually, define the terminology DMs. Uh, wh- what does DMs mean for yes. our listeners? Uh, it's direct messages. Okay. And direct messages are something that... Twitter has as their way of messaging. And I didn't, funny thing is, I didn't pay attention to that because I had no DMs, please. Mm -hmm. So I didn't pay attention to it. So I've just got at the point where I'm at 2015 and I have to go back to 2009 to look at these. And there are people saying, I want you on my radio show. I want you on my television show. I didn't pay attention. Now, a lot of DMs are are garbage. Right. A lot of people are sending you a true twit where you have to validate. Mm -hmm. They're sending you things like, hi, beautiful. How are you? That Mm -hmm. has no place in social media. Mm -hmm. Whether you're beautiful or not, doesn't matter. Right. it's, it's inappropriate. You wouldn't go up to somebody on the street and say, hi, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, may, maybe you would. I don't know. No, <laughs> well, no that's usually would. not the opener I would Yeah, I that would, would not with. be the right place to do it. Right. Uh, but I think that uh, there's a lot of um, things on, on the DMs. First of all, don't DM somebody unless you have something that you want to talk to them ah, about. I think that's a good first rule. And actually, let me, let me phrase my next question this way. So suppose someone who is listening to this episode or has noticed you on Twitter, starts following you, and they want to start a conversation with you. So it sounds like direct message is probably not a good way to go. How would you recommend that that person reach out to you and and cultivate or start a conversation? 
people don't read the bios on Twitter. Mm -hmm. People are always asking me, what is your website? What is your email? It says right on there, I prefer email. Ah, And I give it to them right on the bio. But nobody, a lot of people don't read. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like step two is to read the bio. And oftentimes it sounds like you will find kind of the roadmap. If I want to connect with you, read the bio. It's all in there. Right. The bio is on my website. If you want to know anything, people will say, well, what are you about? What do you teach? Uh, What is your profession? It's all there. All you have to do is click on the website. Just go there and find something that you might want to talk to me about and then email me about it. And on the top, put from Twitter in the subject line so I know where it's coming from because I get a lot of email every day right. and I answer every single one. Do you really? Oh, wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Well, Dr. Joyce, actually, you've read my mind. So let's say <laughs> someone does reach out to you by email. Uh, what would be a good way for that person to really stand out and not put you off? Because email can be the same way with the DMs. There's a lot of spammy emails out there. And uh, if someone genuinely wants to have a conversation or connect with you, what are some tips that you would recommend to that person if they were to email you? They should start the email with Joyce Mm -hmm. or Dr. Joyce would be appropriate because that's respecting me mm-hmm. for the education that I have and just say, my name is so and so my name is John Lamb mm-hmm. and I am a friend of yours on Twitter. Ah, I have an idea that may serve us both well. So I would like to talk to you about it. Would that be okay with you? Ah. And then I'll reply. Tell so, me what your idea is, mm-hmm. and then we can discuss it. So it sounds like keep it short, keep it simple, and keep it pleasant. If I could, if I could just Perfect. kind of extract the the yes. learnings from that sample email that you've given our listeners. So I think that's really great. I mean, and I love the other thing that you mentioned. Put in the subject line that you are connected via Twitter because you do get a lot of emails every day. I think we all do, yeah. and uh, I basically first thing I do is just you know put put the control thing key on and just uh, <laughs> scam, 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 scam. Get rid of the ones I don't want to see. I don't even read them because yeah. I know they're scam. Uh, so I I love email because I can do email twenty four seven. I tell people I answer within forty eight hours. Okay. I try. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I do, uh, but that's because I'm. I'm a horse of a different color. I basically am on email 24-7 on and off. Right. So whether it's on an iPad or on a phone or on a laptop or on a desktop, I'm on the computer. Yeah. So it'll show you somebody emailed you. And if it looks important, I go right to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you prefer that the person tell a little bit about themselves before they actually get to asking about or talking about ideas that they may want to have to collaborate with you on? Absolutely. I will tell them, please take a look at the website, Mm -hmm. see what you can find out about me. And please tell me about yourself. Ah, I think that's great. I think that's great. I mean, you've provided basically a nice roadmap. Start with the Twitter bio, because some people don't like to get the DMs or be approached on Twitter. Find out what is their preferred communication method and then just do your homework on that person before you reach out to them. I think that's it's really, really great etiquette. What would you say is the biggest mistake you see when people approach you on either social media or by email? 
by far, I think the biggest mistake is acting like they know you when they don't ah. and trying to get into your good graces so that you can have all the followers on a retweet. Gotcha. Yes. I, I will retweet anything you or Winnie does because I know you. I like you. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. But I will not retweet because on my on my social sites in my, on my website I charge. Mm-hmm. I'm a social media strategist, mm-hmm. so I don't do it for free unless I, it really touches me. Yeah. Uh, or I've done a radio show with them, or there's some kind of collaboration that we have together, because people will use you and. Mm-hmm. Somebody nice like me who really wants to help, certainly if there's a child missing, I put it out. If there's a dog missing, I put it out. Right. Any, right, any sure. way I can help to give a, a million plus people some word on something, I do it. And then I say, please retweet. So it goes to millions of people. Yes, yes. So it sounds like a very, very good rule of thumb is – don't just ask for something and don't just expect something. If you're trying to build a relationship, you've got to bring value and you've got to also do your homework. And I, I love that. Don't just assume that you know this person and that ask them for every favor under the sun. That's true. I'd like to just add one thing sure. going back to the social media, and that is you need a professional picture, mm-hmm. not an avatar, mm-hmm. not a picture of your dog. You're right. You, ha- right. you have to have unless a professional. Unless it's, a, unless it's a, an account for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I've seen those too. I I think those are really cute. But I think that's great. I mean, and I I love that you're sharing the actual the image and the branding tips for our listeners. So what other tips do you think are helpful for creating your online presence on a social media site? Again, I think you need to research, research, Mm -hmm. research, find out who the people that are in the top 10, find out what they're doing. What did they do? What did they decide their bio was? What did they decide their tweets would be like? I've learned a lot over the last years uh, of being on social media. I'm still learning because I didn't even think to go to the to the direct messages. Mm-hmm. Never. Yes. Because I said I wouldn't answer them. But it is a wonderful way to communicate if you do it correctly. Right, right. Uh, Dr. Joyce, how do you feel about I, – I have a – a pretty strong opinion about these. I am not a fan of automated direct messages. What is your opinion of those? I don't think they should have them. Yeah. I think it's insulting. If you're going to do a direct message, then make it about something direct. Yes. And so if you want me on your radio show, fine. I'd love to have you on my radio show. That's a good one. If you want to just say to them, how are you doing today? What's your day been like? That's a waste of my time. Yeah. I have to go there and I have to elite them. I have to delete those. And that's taking my time. I mean, I'm a kind of person, I don't want to have anything on my computer that shouldn't be there. I could leave them. I don't have to answer them. But I will answer. Or if it's uh, something that is uh, rude, then I don't. Then I just get rid of them. But uh, I mean, I still have from 2015 to 2009 to go back and either read or delete the messages. And yeah. I don't think there's a way you could delete all the messages and start all over again on so on Twitter. So I think it's important that people learn from my mistake. 
Mm, yeah, that's that's a very very good share. Let's before we move on to the knowledge burst session, let's let's end this section on a positive note. What are some practices that you see that you're really impressed by that you have embraced and adopted on social media? I love that I created the True Givers Revolution. Oh, and explain what that is. Well, I'm a true giver from the heart. I give from the heart. I don't have any agenda on Twitter. Sure, if somebody wants to take my course and they contact me via website, great. I'd love to work with them. But that's not why I'm there. Mm -hmm. I am there to give love, Mm -hmm. to show love. So I started the True Givers Revolution, and there's quite a few people, over 50, uh, and they put hashtag True Givers Revolution. Ah. And so all their tweets go in True Givers Revolution, and these are all people that are givers. Mm-hmm. They just, they're not asking you for anything. I get these, will you look at my website and tell me what you think? Mm-hmm. Will you look at my blog and tell me what you think? No. <laughs> I have other things to do. Yeah. And so that is just so inappropriate. Yeah. So that is that an answer to that question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, I love that you're, you, the true givers, I think that's that's a great example of forming a community online of like-minded people. So it sounds like that's something that you've embraced that's that's really been beneficial and finding really genuine connections. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. Well, Dr. Joyce, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Of course. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> my <These> favorite. <laughs> are, I, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. So these are just quick tips that we can share with our listeners. So I'm going to switch it up. I'm curious to ask you. If you have one, best gift that you give to friends that costs $30 or less. Okay. Best gift that I give to people. Thinking on this one. Uh, Because I give many gifts. Sure. Uh, I am preparing to give the gift of a book Ah. called How to Operate a Service-Based Business. Oh, wonderful. Uh, because people don't know how, and I do. So I would like to give something. Right now I give something out that's a personal development mm-hmm. work, like a little a booklet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of all, I give up my heart. Uh, yeah. I, I really help people if they're down. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, John, I'm not going to be a psychologist for somebody who's always negative. Sure. They're having a bad day. They're they're very depressed. Well, they need to see somebody then, not me. So I definitely feel that what I give is my heart and my love to everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Dr. Joyce, what is one habit or practice you have that goes against conventional wisdom, but has really worked well for you? I think sometimes I get too much into somebody's business Mm -hmm. in the sense that I want to help so bad, and they didn't ask for me for the help. Mm -hmm. And some people don't want it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that the best uh, way I handle that is just not to offer help unless somebody asks me for it. Yeah. Because I do give advice, but I think that's general advice. When you get to specifics, that's a different ballgame. Okay. And how are you moving forward today, Dr. Joyce? What is one small activity or choice that you're making? I have decided to work on my legacy. I'm in my seventh decade, and I have done a lot of things. So I have somebody working on all of my books, going back re 
editing them, adding a little bit, taking out a little bit, and then putting them back on Amazon as oh. a next edition. So all of those will be clear. Awesome. I have somebody working on all my courses, so all of those will be perfect in every way, graphics, font, every everything in every way, because I did all this myself, vision impaired, mm -hmm. so I want to make sure that when I leave and somebody goes back to see what I left, it's really excellent. Uh, I love it. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Dr. Joyce, you ready to do a little time travel? Sure, I love to travel. Right, we're going to step into a time machine. We're going to step ahead five years. You're going to meet your future self. Tell me about Dr. Joyce five years from today. I'm excited about this, actually, because I'm going to be the same person I've always been mm -hmm. because I don't want to change. I like who I am. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a giant influencer on social sites, especially wow. Twitter. You LinkedIn. already are. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you imagine in five years how yeah, much more yeah, it would absolutely. be? Wow. And so definitely I have an educational shop on my website. And as my son says, I'll be here even when I'm not here. Mm. Because those, all of the courses and everything I do will be there forever. Yeah, I love And they'll it. be done correctly. I love it. Absolutely love it. Dr. Joyce, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the phenomenal work that you're doing? Thank you. Well, the best thing, I think, the best way to meet me is to go to my website at www.drjoycekenudsen.com. It's pronounced Joyce Knudsen, mm -hmm. and they can reach me on my email at imagemaker, I-M-A-G-E-M-A-K-E-R, at bellsouth.net. And during this entire episode, you've provided the step-by-step -step roadmap of how someone should connect with you. So you have all of that as well as the contact information. I absolutely love it. Well, Dr. Joyce, Close out the show for us. What parting wisdom would you like to share with our Moving Forward listeners? My favorite is just don't listen to people that tell you you can't do something. Mm. I was told I was uneducable. Does it look like I'm uneducable? Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you don't listen to what other people say to you. You listen to your own heart and just keep on moving forward. Uh, to borrow your phrase, oh, just it. keep on doing what you love and just don't let the naysayers get you down. I love it. Dr. Joyce, I want to thank you so much. I know you are super busy, but I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share some incredible knowledge bursts on social media etiquette, as well as some great, great tips for our Moving Forward listeners. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, John. Absolutely. One more time, Moving Forward listeners, check it out, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.